Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and I have an audio masterclass that we've decided to call Crazy Who? Me? Overcoming the Beast of Depression as an Entrepreneurial Leader. In Fire Nation, this is such an important topic. And to drop the value bombs on this topic, I have brought John Panagas on the mic. He's led award-winning companies with revenues in excess of $100 million while he's been struggling with crippling depression. He has a book, Crazy Who Me, which chronicles his life and his journey in overcoming depression. Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about so much good stuff today, specifically the restore methodology that John takes us through for those people that are suffering, that are dealing with depression, or who know loved ones, friends, family members who are dealing with depression. Again, such an important topic. That's why I brought John on the mic today. And we'll be diving in as soon as we get back from thinking our sponsor. When it comes to hiring, you can save time and get more qualified candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The biggest needle mover in my business? Funnels. The software I use to build my funnels? Click funnels, no question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. John, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Well, hello, Fire Nation, and it's a real privilege to be here. So something that people don't know is when I was a kid, I didn't want to be a fireman or a police officer. I wanted to be a pilot because I loved the whole concept of soaring up through the clouds. And when I was about age 13, my history teacher informed me that those that wear glasses at that time could not be pilots. So that was pretty devastating because that's really where I wanted my life to go. The good news now is you don't have to. So it's in the future, I think. I'm going to be taking some flying lessons because I want to get up there, you know, and on my own, which I think would be just so awesome. Yeah, one of my good friends here in Puerto Rico, he has been a commercial pilot for 19 years. He's been retired for a little while, but we've been flying over the past couple of weekends in his Cessna four-seater from oh, where wow. I live here in Puerto Rico to like St. Bart's, St. Croix. And it's a pretty cool experience. I can be honest, it hasn't tempted me in any way, shape, or form to become a pilot. I have no desire, but I love being up in the air next to him with Kate there as well. We've had, we've had some uh -huh. great trips, so very, very cool. So Fire Nation, we are going to be talking about an incredibly important topic today. As I mentioned in the intro about how to overcome the beast of depression as an entrepreneurial leader. And this is going to be one you're going to be wanting to share with your friends, with family, because sometimes people are suffering and you might not even know it. And so John is going to be someone that's going to be talking with us about this topic today. But let's start off, John, before we dive into those meat and potatoes with a quick summary of your entrepreneurial journey and successes. I took over the family business about 35 years ago. And when I took over, we were tracking about 200K in, in revenue. And in the 20 years that I was there, along with my partner, my brothers, my partner, and our team, we grew the business to $100 million. And our business was retail construction. So we delivered projects for 
the largest retailers across the country in Canada. We also did a significant amount of work in the U.S. and overseas. Um, after about 20 years of the business, I decided that it was time for something new. So I left and became an executive coach and consultant to family businesses and small businesses, which also led me to leading peer groups in an organization in Canada, as well as, um, which has a parent company in the U.S. called Vistage. And then after that, when I got into my real depths of depression, one of my um, therapies was to write out how I felt. And as I was doing it, I got to a point where I decided I had a message. And the message was to get out to entrepreneurial leaders, leaders, and even the general public in, in general, because depression is a topic that people like to avoid. It's for some reason, um, it's the invisible disease, as it's called. And by the time I was done, I, I'd penned my book, Crazy, Who Me? My Journey as a Leader Overcoming Depression. And then, um, and now it's migrated to workshops, both online and um, public, where I, I can share my journey and share the methodology that I've developed in order to help leaders overcome depression. Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the intro, depression is something that not a lot of people like to talk about or are willing to talk about. And as John just mentioned, it's a topic entrepreneurs like to avoid. And I love how you put that, John, because it's so true and so visual that it's the invisible disease. Think about that, Fire Nation. Think about looking at like a sea of entrepreneurs at a conference and then just there's going to be people in that audience that are just dealing with this invisible disease and you might not even know it. In fact, a lot of times you won't know it because a lot of people don't recognize or realize the fact that leaders, they deal with depression too. You know, they're up there, they're energy, they're this, they're that. They're like, oh, that person has it all together. But talk about both the causes and the effects that depression has on leaders, John. There are the traditional accepted causes, genetic predisposition, uh, chemical imbalance. And I would say, yes, those two do contribute to depression and, and sometimes not. I, in my family, for an example, uh, my mother uh, has diagnosed depression. Do, so did two of her sisters. I have it, and yet my brother doesn't have it. And throughout our whole family, there, 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 there is a lot of it, and the Sort of the sad part about it is the women are not afraid to talk about it. It's the guys that have a hard time with it. I would say, John, that the most impactful cause of depression is environment. Where you live, the family that you grew up with, the different pressures that you have around you. In my situation, that is the major cause. Yeah, because for, first of all, the, the, the most important thing to understand is there is no blood test for depression. Depression is a very subjective diagnosis based on how you're feeling. Mental health professionals can identify it. And then, unfortunately, a lot of them will just medicate. And as a result of that, uh, we end up with an addictive situation. And so I would say that from a cause standpoint, environment, as far as I'm concerned, is the most impactful cause of depression. The effects, well, the effects are, the effects are, are terrible. You've, you've, you live in a constant life of fear, desperation, and, and hopelessness. And what happens is that we develop an internal narrative 
the the narrative that guides our life our lives and that internal narrative is is fraught with danger it's full of fear and it's full of you know when is the other shoe going to drop and as a result we lose our authenticity we become something somebody that we're not you've heard the term fake it till you make it yeah that is depression, my friend. It really, really is because it's very, very tough to be who you are because you're so afraid of what people around you are going to, uh, what type of opinion that they're going, they're going to um, have of you. And it's like, you know, every morning for me, it was like putting on a suit of armor because I had to protect myself from that. And um, as, a result of, as a result of that, um, I lived most of my professional life not being who I am. And that's tough. It really is tough because it's exhausting. You're living two different lives, the one that you really want people to see and the one that you perceive they want to see. Well, John, give us like a specific example, like dive into a story here because I want Fire Nation to kind of hear how you are specifically doing this in a real example so that maybe they'll be able to identify when somebody who they know or work with or love is is dealing with something similar. Like, were there any telltale signs? Like, what is a story? You know, John, there are so many, but it, the, the things that you need to watch out for, especially with family, um, work colleagues, your employees and whatnot, is you need to focus on people that tend to be really, really quiet, that, that are in, you know, they, they're the ones that sit in their cubicles all day long, or they're the ones that will have very short conversations. They may look like, they may look like their minds are wandering. Um, I have been told that I'm aloof. I've been told that many, many times because we are, um, because there's such a fear of coming out. You'll see somebody that can be, that can be very irritable. You'll see somebody that, uh, that is possibly binging on not good for you food. People that are constantly tired, lethargic. Uh, they're still getting their work done because as I said, you know what, we, we sort of, push through. Uh, that's my favorite, my favorite line, actually. When it comes to the depression that I, that I dealt with, it was about pushing through. So you need to, it's important to be aware of those around you that are not behaving like everybody else. If you're in a group and everybody's really gung-ho and they're ready to do about stuff, and then you look at the quiet one, and sometimes we think that they're thoughtful, okay, that they're just processing what's going on around them. But I would, I would tell you right now that it's not that way. 27% of entrepreneurs struggle with depression. So if you're in a room of four of you, one of you is dealing with it. You know, you, you mentioned earlier about being in a, in, a, in a crowd of entrepreneurs. And just imagine if you're in a crowd of a, of a thousand people, there's likely 250 to 300 that are either dealing with a diagnosed or undiagnosed. I mean, that's mind-blowing, Fire Nation, to picture that, that 25% number. I mean, that's real. And John, you said quiet, aloof, irritable, tired. I mean, those are things that honestly, even me not really knowing this area very well would, would assume that's probably some signs. Are there any yep. unexpected signs that you say have really been able to tip you off because of what you know? Sometimes you have that employer or colleague that gets it done at the last moment. I mean, we're all in college and university, right? I mean, you're cramming at nighttime because, you know, you've got the test the next day. But when you see that behavior on a consistent basis, and the worst part about this is they will do that and they will perform. 
okay? Because we get used to it. We get used to, and it's not that we want to get things done at the last moment. It's because we're afraid. And then when we finally dive in, it's, oh, wait a second, this wasn't so bad. And then we get it done. I would tend to believe that sometimes you will see that your most effective friend, colleague, or team member is the one that's struggling, okay? They will have frenetic um, it's, it's, you know, when, when you talk about bipolar dis- disorder, you'll see somebody that can have an incredible amount of energy. And then at the flip of a switch, they come down and they're really quiet. So it's, you know, look for the patterns of looking for the ups and downs in, in behavior. That's really, really important. Look for the one that where everybody else is going out for lunch, they, they'll beg off because they don't want to be there. They'd rather be on their own. Uh, look for those that stay late. That's the one, that's the big one. And, you know, when I look back in my career with people that I worked with and I look at some of the behaviors, there are those that, you know, everybody's got employees that are there till seven, eight o'clock at night when everybody leaves at five o'clock. Okay. Um, but they like, the, they, they, they're comfortable in being alone and it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Fire Nation, quiet, aloof, irritable, tired, maybe procrastinating, maybe not including themselves in with the group. I mean, all these different things are signs that you want to start having that conversation. And John, without going like too far down this road, just what is the best thing to do if you're seeing somebody who is showing those signs? Do you approach them individually? Do you pull them aside? Or like what, what's the next step that you recommend? Conversation. Absolutely. I want to warn the listeners that if you feel that this is this is an issue, you need to educate yourself first. We're so lucky nowadays because we can go online and we can look at what are the signs that we're looking for. Because there's t- there's ten specific signs, and I've mentioned most of them now, but there are also things that happen when internally that that um, that's important to look out for. So I would say that, yes, take them aside, but first, please get online, get some information, understand what they're going through, because here's the deal. The, 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 the default that we have in our personalities is to offer sympathy. The last thing a person struggling with depression needs is sympathy, because we have it in spades. Empathy is what's important seeking to understand how they're feeling because that's a different conversation john it's not oh i feel so sorry for you that's not what we need it's how are you feeling what's going on in your life get interested in who they are and what and what is and what is happening to them and the first few times they're not going to respond to you okay that you need to understand unless you have somebody that has gotten to the point where they really need somebody to talk to it's work to get to know somebody that's struggling. And you need to be patient with them because eventually they will, because we want to. You know, here's the irony. We want to talk about what we're dealing with, but we're so afraid of the reaction that we're going to get. Fire Nation, we have so much important things to still talk about. We're going to be getting to the restore methodology, which I really, really want to spend some quality time on. So don't you go anywhere because we're going to be right back as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. 
the biggest needle mover in my business, Funnels. They've allowed me to do so much, like deliver free courses to my audience, resulting in tens of thousands of leads. They've also helped me present live masterclasses to teach thousands of others of how to create and launch their own podcasts, and they've helped me generate millions of dollars in sales. But I couldn't have done any of it as effectively as I have without the right software to help. ClickFunnels. With ClickFunnels, you can build sales funnels without a programmer and without knowing any code. And these sales funnels walk your visitors through the sale in a way that maximizes your conversions and earnings. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Being an entrepreneur is like having multiple jobs at once. That's why it's important to leverage tools that do things efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, that tool is ZipRecruiter. But don't take my word for it. Meet Dylan, owner of Cafe Altura. Dylan needed a director of coffee, someone who could buy coffee beans, roast them, and taste them for quality control. This combination of skills made finding the right person challenging, and the job boards he was using delivered tons of unqualified applicants, making the process time-consuming. That that changed when he switched to ZipRecruiter. Their candidate rating feature gave Dylan more control. He was able to review applications and quickly hone in on the most relevant candidates. Using ZipRecruiter, Dylan found his new director of coffee in little over a week. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you too can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So John, we're back and we've been turning the magnifying glass outward so we can like identify other people who are identify, uh, who are dealing with depression and you know how to approach them and have that conversation. Let's take a second right now and turn the magnifying glass inward because we all are human beings and we all deal with negative internal narrative. I don't care the happiest person in the world is dealing with that on some level. What are the best steps for our own personal self-talk? You know, the one thing that I found is gratitude because we don't spend a lot of time on gratitude as human beings. What is going on in our lives that is great? You know, I, I, I practice gratitude twice a day, once in the morning during meditation and once at night before I fall asleep. What is really, really good in my life? And I'm telling you listeners right now, you will be surprised how much good things that you have going in your life. But as you said, because we're so busy and because, you know, we've got to make decisions and we've got people to, to talk to and we've got things to do that we don't take and it doesn't take long. It takes five seconds to think, oh my goodness. You know, in my case, I have three amazing children. I have four awesome grandchildren and I have a girlfriend that's the best thing that ever happened in my life. All of a sudden, that internal narrative gets put aside because I'm now focusing on what's good in my life. People with depression, the default is to go negative. And that internal narrative, the more that we spend time on it, the worse it gets, the deeper we get. So gratitude is number one. I think that is just so important. Um, and just looking at what's good, because we all have good stuff going on in our lives. We really do. But because of pressures, we just don't seem to pay attention to them. 
So that would be that would be number one. The other one is exercise. You know, you and I have talked about our, you know, we both do 5Ks in the morning. <laughs> and um, I find that, and I started just by walking the dog, to be honest. And now I'm, uh, now I'm actually running part of it, which <laughs> if you knew me years ago, you'd say, no, there's no way Panicus runs. <laughs> he has a hard time walking, okay? But now I actually run it. And here's the cool thing. While I'm running, my narrative is positive. It's not negative. So once I've done that run, once I get back inside and get in, you know, get into work mode, I'm already in a really good mood as a result of it. Because we are, first of all, we're with ourselves alone, okay? Um, and I plan my day when I run. And I think about the good things that are that are happening in my life. You know, I guess it's the endorphins kick in and you start, you just feel good in doing it. And I would I would recommend that I would recommend the ten thousand steps a day because that's where that's where I started, just ten thousand steps a day. And then as, as soon as I started adding a little bit more effort in running, all of a sudden, whoa, this is really good. So those are those are those are the two things that I have found most impactful in in being able to beat down that 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 internal narrative. And you're right, we all have it. There's no question. The struggle that people with depression have is they live in it constantly. So you have to fight it because this is not easy work, by the way. This is really hard to get over it. But when you do, oh my goodness, you know, you think, you think, to, I think, I think to myself, what, why did I not do this 35 mm -hmm. years ago, right? And let's face it, the past is the past, and you know what, you can regret all you want. It's not going to get you anywhere. However, um, in doing just those two things. It will change. And it's not just depressed people, by the way, because there are people that are just sad, okay? And there is a real distinction between sadness and depression because I have this conversation with people sometimes and they'll say, oh, yeah, I was depressed for about two or three weeks and then I got over it and everything was done. Well, guess what? Depression is 24-7, 365. That's the truth, okay? It doesn't go away. There is no cure for depression currently. Hopefully in my lifetime, something will come up that we will be able to beat this beast. But depression is 24-7. So for those of you that feel that you've had some sadness or regret or somebody's died or you've lost a child, yes, there's no question that is incredible sadness. But most people get over it. Depression is different. Depression is with you all the time. Fire Nation, gratitude is everything. There's a very specific reason why I start both the Mastery and the Freedom Journal off with the exact same statement. Every single day for those 100 days, that statement is, I am grateful for colon, because I want you, the person who's filling that in, to state one thing that you are grateful for. Because if you start your day with gratitude, Fire Nation, you're starting your day with abundance. And now we talked about exercise as well. And listen, I do two 5Ks every single day. Do I run them? Oh. Absolutely not, because I'm saving these knees. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm saving these <laughs> knees. But I, I pop on my favorite podcasts. I go out for a 5K in the morning walk and a 5K in the evening walk. It's the, how I, I start my day and it's how I end my workday as well. That's like shutting the computer down, going out for a 5K walk. I listen to great podcasts. I do some great thinking. I plan my day, my week, my month. I do my planning, my thinking for all of those reasons, Fire Nation, because I'm moving the body, you know, I'm getting the blood flowing, I'm doing all the things that I want to do, I'm outside, I'm in the sun, I'm breathing fresh air, 
That's why I do those two things every day, gratitude and exercise. I'm a big, big fan. And by the way, Fire Nation, I think you might know this, but I get 400 people every single month who apply to be on Entrepreneurs on Fire for just the ace boss that we have. One reason amongst a few, obviously I wanted to talk about this specific topic, but one reason that John's application really jumped out to me was because of the following methodology, RESTORE. You know Fire Nation, I love acronyms, FOCUS, follow one course until success. I've said that thousands of times on Entrepreneurs on Fire. John has created the RESTORE methodology that I want him to walk us through right now. So John, how'd you come up with RESTORE? And then let's hit number one, which is realization. Break it down. I came up with it as a result of the book because once I finished writing it, I thought to myself, okay, as I said earlier, I have a message here. Now, how am I going to deliver this message? So I actually went back through the manuscript and started taking notes about what the progression was. What was my journey that got me to where I am now? And that's how I came up with Restore. So realization. Um, and by the way, this, this is a progression that needs to be followed in order to get to where I am right now. Okay, so realization is that internal acceptance of who you are. I'm struggling. There is a problem here. I don't live the life that I want to live. What is going on with me? So then, you, you know, you've got to get the fire in your belly that says, okay, there is an issue here. What am I going to do about it? So realization is really, really important. And realization for me was I woke up one morning feeling like I always felt Went to see my doctor, she changed my meds, and that's all she did. And I thought to myself, wait a second, something's wrong here. That's when I decided to take control of my mental health because I wasn't getting what I needed from other people. So then we move into education. So the E stands for education. We are so lucky today because we can go online and there, you know, you type in depression, you're going to get 647 million pages that you can go to. So just, it's really, really easy. Go, just go in there and start to educate yourself. And then, because that helps with the realization that, wait a second, here's 10 things and I'm dealing with nine of them or I'm dealing with five of them. Whoa, something's not quite right here. And education um, is just so critical because when you go to see your doctor, know what's going on. We used to put them on pedestals, right? They went to school, they went they went into internships and whatnot. So we believe that what they tell us is the truth. But here's my truth. And I'm generalizing, but this is what I went through. It's easy to medicate. It's a lot more difficult to talk. And that's what I realized through my education, that medication is real simple. Look, uh, family doctors can prescribe antidepressants. Family doctors take 10% of their courses on mental health, and there's no clinical work. So therefore, they just go to a database. Now, God bless them. My family doctor is a fabulous woman. However, that's the way it goes. So you need to understand what's going on inside of you. The next is sharing. And this is very, very critical. And it's also the most difficult thing that a person struggling with depression is going Mm. to do. Because that's the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody about what you're going through, especially leaders. Because of this incredible stigma of weakness, weakness, laziness. And and I would submit that leaders, entrepreneurial leaders or leaders in general that struggle with depression and are successful, guess what? The last thing we are is weak. The very last thing. 
okay? Because you have to push through every day. You have responsibilities to your family. You have responsibilities to your team members. You have responsibilities to your customers. So let me tell you something. The last thing we are is weak. Now, as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I found the most impactful was belonging to a peer group. So I belong to a peer group in Canada with a tech organization, which is an offshoot of Vistage in the United States. John, that was the first place where I came out. I had begged off a couple of meetings. The, the process is real simple. You meet once a, once a month for a full day. You also get a two-hour one-to-one coaching session with the group leader. So I had begged off for a couple of months because I was just feeling not good. My, my, uh, my group leader came to my office one day and said, listen, I, I, you know, I need to talk to you. My, my assistant said, John, you know, uh, so-and-so is here and he wants to talk. And I said to her, I'm busy. I don't need to talk to him. And he said to me, too bad. I'm going to stay here all day until you talk to me. And God bless him, John. Because then we had a conversation where I opened up and mm-hmm. I told him how I was feeling. Now, here's the best part. He got me to the meeting that next month and I opened up to the group. Two other members in that group, for the first time, admitted they were struggling. Whoa. We even shared medication doses, for God's sakes. The best part, though, because it gets better, is there was another member who had sold his company and done extremely well, and he was listening to our conversation. He said, you know, I just made all this money, but I'm not happy. So then, as a, so then we went into an entire conversation about depression and leadership, and God bless him. He went to he went to his doctor. He went to a psychiatrist, and he discovered that yeah, that's what he was dealing with. So sharing is so critical. It's also the most difficult thing that we're going to do. Next is uh, test drive, and I call it test drive because now there are there's a plethora of opportunities um, in getting better. Psychologist, psychiatrist, alternative therapies, try it all. As a matter of fact, um, I started to meditate. And again, as I said earlier, you know what, if you, if, if, uh, you asked anybody if Panagus would meditate, they'd all laugh at you, okay? <laughs> because that was a lot. Because let's face it, I am like any other entrepreneur. I have a very short attention span, okay? And so to meditate, for the first time I meditated was five hours uh, for five minutes. It felt like it was five hours long. But meditation is, is a very, very powerful tool. And as a result of it, I became a certified hypnotherapist. Wow. Because they get you even deeper, and it's not difficult. Now, the other part about a test drive is you need to, you need to search for your own medic, mental health professional. Now, look, your family doctor is going to have people to refer to. Okay, which is fine. Those, those are the people that they trust and so on. But again, now we can go online. We can, find, we can find mental health professionals in our area, and the best part about it is that they're all reviewed. So you can even check out the reviews on these people. So it, you don't necessarily have to take your physical doctor, your family doctor's recommendation. You can say, look, I want to see this person. Can you please provide me a referral? And they have to do it. So that's critical as well. There's a ton of alternative therapies out there. We don't have the time to go through it, but if you you just have to – you can Google anything these days, can't you? Alternative therapies for depression, watch out. You're going to be there for two or three hours. So it's important to pick and choose what's good for you because this is very, very individual. Yes, depression is grouped, but I'll tell you, it's different in every single person. The next part is opting in. Here's, and again, tough again, but I will say 
that as entrepreneurs, we have grit, we have determination, and we have do or die. That is part of our makeup, but we don't do it for ourselves. That's where we stop. We'll do it for everybody else. We do it for our team members. We do it for our customers and so on. But do we do it for ourselves? If we could channel that energy into getting better, watch out. We're, gonna, we're all going to be so much better. The philosopher Yoda once said, there is no try, only do. And that's what this is all about. You've got to do it. I said it before. This is hard work. But when you come out on the other end, let me tell you something. The world's a different place for me. When I walk in the morning, I now can see that there are at least a dozen different colors of green. Before, I didn't see it. But now I can see it because, you know, I'm clearer as a result of it. Next is routine. Critical, critical, critical to develop a routine and a routine that you do every single day. I get up in the morning, sometimes five, sometimes six o'clock. I meditate for half an hour to 45 minutes. And once I am finished that meditation, I've got a, a, a sort of a the part of the start of a good day. Because meditation is really about being mindful and being present and looking at those things. You see, the the... Meditation is great for that negative internal narrative because it allows you to sit back and look at what you're dealing with. Why am I feeling this way? Because nine times out of 10, it's unfounded. You know, it, it's been so many times has it been said that 95% of worry is useless because none of that stuff's going to happen. When you're depressed, it's even worse. Okay. So routine's important. So I do my meditation and then I go for my 5K run in the morning and I spend that that 5k is about what's going on today like for an example this interview that you and i are doing i did it this morning by the way while i was doing my while i was doing my run oh i love that yeah because all of a sudden i was more prepared for sitting down and and, and uh being sitting here and, and being able to talk to you so routine is is critical during the day oh by the way so i get home i have breakfast and then um, I splash, I splash cold water in my face for about 10, 15 seconds. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Because then all of a sudden, more energy. You see, here's the deal. Depressed people deal with tons of negative energy. What we need to do is move it over to positive energy. Because positive energy is where you need to be. Okay? Because then you can be really, truly mindful in a positive way of what's going on in your during your day and by extension in your life. So routine's critical. Now, evaluate. As I said before, depression does not have a cure, okay? There's no blood test. It is a very, very subjective illness. So even though you're doing everything prior to this, you've done the realization, you've educated yourself, you've shared, you've, you've got a great therapist, you've, you're focused and you're opting in, and you're doing the routine, it's going to come back. I call it depression creep, okay? And, cre- and it does creep up on you. You know, you may start to feel that you're, maybe you're a little irritable. Uh, maybe the dog's barking and you're yelling your head off at, at them. Or you, you've lost patience with an employee or, or a customer's just pissing you off. And it's important to constantly evaluate how you're feeling. And then... As I do, I meditate on it. Once I found that negative or those one or two negatives, and as you practice it, it almost slaps you in the face. The more you do it, the more you evaluate. And then at the end of the day, you'll overcome depression. 
I can tell you, you know, quite honestly, that this is this has been such a life-altering um, uh, experience for me. And I'm also the type of guy that wants to make sure that what I'm doing is right. So I have vetted this with both a psychologist and a psychiatrist. That uh, One is a friend of mine and a collaborator, and the other one's my therapist. And I've taken them through this, and, and even they've raised their eyebrows somewhat. But it's because of the journey I've been on. Fire Nation, this brings me back to the Martin Luther King quote that I simply love, and that's, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And that's why I love methodologies and systems like this, Fire Nation, because you just need to take the first step. You just need to take that first step. And the Restore methodology, realization, education, sharing, test drive, opting in, routines, evaluates. Fire Nation, take this one step at a time. And if you are listening to this right now and you think that you might know somebody who's struggling with this, send them, forward them this interview. And you know, don't approach it like, oh, you need to listen to this. Be like, hey, this really helped me. And you might know somebody who this could help as well. So if you think you know somebody who that could help, who this could help, have them listen to this, you know, so don't like, just like point the finger and be like this, you need to listen to this because I think you're depressed. Just share it in a way that it helped you and you think that you want to share it with people who you care about because it might allow them to help others. And that can be a great way to kind of go about this, to share this restore methodology. So John, we could go on and on about this. Of course, your book, Crazy Who Me, that is the next step for people that want to even dive deeper into this. So Share for our listeners, Fire Nation, the one thing that you want to make sure that we really take away from our entire chat today. Give us a call to action about where we can get your book and learn more about you and your methodology, and then we'll say goodbye. So the book uh, will be available on Amazon and any other friendly bookseller uh, that you have. And thanks to John, uh, to you, John, I've also recorded the audio version of it. Yeah, because you know what? Audio books are starting to eat into eBooks. Uh, in a big way, and uh, you know the one we what we didn't talk about today is mo- the millennial generation, and the millennial generation, believe it or not, is struggling more than our generation. Okay, because um, of just the unfair expectations that have been, that have been put on them. Yeah, let me break in here for a second, John, because yeah. I think that's such a good point that you made, and this is kind of an example of what that is, Fire Nation. I mean, think about like. 50 or 100 years ago. And you know, and let's just like use looks for an example. It could be any one of the different things, but 100 years ago, like you're in a town, you know, you are being quote unquote compared to the coolest guy or girl in town or the cool the best looking guy or girl in town or most athletic whatever it might be because that was your world, your bubble. So guess what? You usually compared pretty darn well to that small town. Here are these millennials they're comparing themselves and being compared to like the number one person in the world for looks or for athletics or for business savvy or for smarts or for filling any of those blanks. And that just comparison is so brutal on these kids and on these millennials and the Gen Zers. So we have to recognize that. So John, pick it back up. So the book's out there and to all the listeners, I'm going to be offering the Restore Workbook. Um, which I use during um, workshops. So the workbook is, is, uh, is, again, it's a little bit more of a deep dive into what we talked about today. Um, and you can, you can certainly uh, use it on your own. 
um, I would recommend the webinar because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot more information, but it certainly is a great start. And you made a great point about sharing, sharing it with people that you know, because what you just did was you spoke in an empathetic manner, okay? And that is critical. I'm going to tell you, I, and I do this ad nauseum, because the worst thing you can do is say I feel sorry for you. Because all you're going to do is make it worse. Yeah. Um, my website is uh, johnpanigas.com, J-O-H-N-P-A-N-I-G-A-S is in Sam.com. And on there, there's a lot of different articles and there's um, all sorts of different uh, tools that you can use. Um, you can, you know, book a webinar or, or, uh, or a workshop or any of that stuff. And at the same time, uh, my phone number is on there. Because then um, a lot of people have told me I'm crazy <laughs> to have put my phone number on there. But guess what? That's part of sharing. And so I'm I'm available at any time because what you know what folks I've been there and I've come out on the other on the other side, and it is a brutal way to live. And and we can overcome this. So I encourage you. Um, to take advantage of any any of the things that I've spoken to you about today because you don't deserve the life you're living right now. You really don't. Because first of all, you didn't cause it. It's, that's the thing about depression. It's not your fault. It's important to understand that because we do, again, it, 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 it adds to that negative narrative. Oh my God, what did I do to cause this? Guess what? You didn't cause this, but there is a way out. What's the best way to find the workbook? JohnPanagas.com backslash EOF. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with JP and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type John, J-O-H-N, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Definitely check out his book, Crazy Who Me, Overcoming the Beast of Depression as an Entrepreneurial Leader. Of course, his website, johnpanagas.com. And for that workbook, Fire Nation, johnpanagas.com slash EOF. Go directly there. Or of course, we'll be linking it up on the show notes page. Can I interrupt one more piece of value sure. I forgot? The audiobook will be available on my website for your listeners at a significant discount. Boom. And I know Fire Nation, you listen to audio. So that's great. <laughs> and John, thank you for sharing your value bombs with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by John. And if you're ready to rock your own podcast, well, check out my free podcasting course because it's free and it's awesome. And I teach you how to create and launch your very own podcast freepodcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Successful entrepreneurs take advantage of tools that do things more efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, the tool to use is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The biggest needle mover in my business, funnels. The software I use to build my funnels, click funnels. No question. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click.